Listener Production. Unlike a triple shot, half sweet, almond milk, cold pressed caramel macchiato to go, these boys are not complicated. But they are to go. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. News story here from the dailystar.co.uk. All right. Alrighty. Prison guards at a correctional institute in Abbotsford, Canada have uh, caught criminals attempting to smuggle drugs into the prison using a pigeon wearing a tiny backpack. <laughs> Did you this, see this? I think I saw this in about 2004. <laughs> they've, they've taken up the mantle. Yeah, in 2017, a pigeon was used to smuggle ketamine into a prison, 178 tablets, again, using a little backpack. I feel sorry for any of the tiny backpack sellers out there, you know. Immediately, anytime someone buys a tiny backpack, you're like, sus. That's sus. I bet you're using this for a pigeon. To smuggle drugs. (laughs) And also, it just puts a bloody target on the back of any normal backpack-wearing pigeon. Who just wants to carry its school books and stuff in there, you know? Exactly. It's got its laptop. It's going to work. And people, the cops are hassling at it on its way. Like, oi. It's got a little, here's a search warrant. What's in pack. there, mate? What's in there? Bloody bird seed. That's what's in there. <laughs> Torn up breadcrumbs. Need it for my glaucoma. Um, anyway. Welcome, welcome to All Day Breakfast. Uh, we've got a big, big show for you. As always, Matthew. Yeah, we're chatting AI. Well, sort of. Uh, instances where Google has failed you, given a mix-up that happened with myself and Alex, uh, thanks to the big conglomerate. Uh, forget pigeons, talk eagles. We've had an eagle-eyed listener uh, get in touch with something. Uh, with a, I'm calling it a Matt gaff, a gaff that involves Matt. So that's coming up. And up first, Matt O'Kine. I've been... Lurking the streets of Melbourne this week, getting amongst the tennis. So let's get cracking, shall we? Yeah, let's dive right in. Serves up. It's Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Well, Matt, you probably can't feel the fever in Brisbane at the moment, but uh, it's certainly taken over the inner sanctum of Melbourne. The Australian Open has begun. All the tennis players are in town. I saw Andy Murray walking past the other day. Walked past him. What? You saw Andy Murray? Yeah. He's just walking across the bridge and I walked past him. He's not playing anymore, is he? No, he's playing. I think he retired because his knee was hurting. But then I also, when I saw him, he was limping. I'm like, this guy is just pushing his body to the limit. Wow. Brushing shoulders with the big guns. Did you ever play tennis? I won a tennis racket because my dad signed me up for uh, Supergrass Tennis, Warnable, um, 10 free tennis lessons. And in the 10th lesson, they gave a racket to the, someone who showed the, the most commitments. That was me because I went to every one. Wow. Um, not because I liked it because I think dad wanted to get his not money's worth. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Can't say so no free lessons. And after that, obviously, I, I stopped because then after that, you had to pay. Well, you're looking at the Ironside Primary School 1997 tennis champion. Whoa! Yep. Ironside. They're no slouch. No, no. 700 kids at Ironside, so, you know, they'll be the best in the uh, school in that year. Pretty big stuff. Uh, My skills rolled off very quickly after that. Yeah, a big Um, decline. Yeah. So my interest has always peaked around tennis time. Mm. Australian Open happening. Did you get down to the Brisbane International? 
I know. Do you know what? Because they were doing, they weren't doing, it wasn't a competition. It was one of those like Davis, it's like the new sort of Davis Cuppy style thing. Ah, uh, yep. And actually, I have to admit, I messaged someone I know and said, like asked if they could get me free tickets and they said no. And then that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've shown our, our true selves in this, <laughs> in this little conversation about tennis. I think it's more revealing about some internal things rather than external. That is that we're quite cheap. Yes. And I'm unwilling to pay. Allah. The Australian Open towards ball kids. We may as well be Australian Open bloody execs, Matt, in our unwillingness to fork out the dough. Well, that's it. There's a little bit of uh, controversy. People are getting a bit, bit sort of up in arms at the Australian Open because I didn't realise this, but the, the ball kids don't get paid. What do you reckon? Fair or no fair? Fair or child exploitation? Um, look. Do they get to keep their Legionnaires hats? Well, that is it. So they do get a pack, okay? Yeah. They get a prize pack at the end, which in the past has included things like GoPros, speakers, iPods. They get uh, they, they get, get contra. That's what they, they get. Call all their, of their the, merch. Of they get tickets sometimes to the games. I mean, I don't know if they're getting grand final tickets, but they're probably at least getting the outer courts. Well, I used to be able to like sit on the ground towards the finals and that, like in the around the edges, if they wanted to watch or something. But do you know they have to do months of training? Like, it is serious business. You have to be 12 to 15, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, a bit ageist, really. I mean, imagine that, hitting 16, you've already, you're already past your peak. <laughs> yeah. That's ruthless. <laughs> Worse than gymnastics. Life hits you hard at 16 for a ball <laughs> yeah, kid. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, they've got to mop up. So, this is some of the things they've got to do, okay? Got to retrieve stray tennis balls, okay? Provide balls for serves. Servicing the players with new or restrung rackets. Towels, they got to give them towels oh, or yeah. drinks. And you see it sometimes, the player, in the Australian heat, playing a three-set game, like a three-set, best of three-set of tennis, they wipe their entire moist, <laughs> sodden body down with a towel and then fling it at a child <laughs> who was standing there for no money. <laughs> slaps across their face. Unbelievable. Um, not just that, but the tennis kids have to mop up the sweat. To you know, avoid slip hazards. You know what else they have to do? Often at a night game, there'll be a moth. Be a moth on the court. <laughs> and the ball kid, you see a poor little ball, ball kid chasing a moth around the court. Then the player comes over and puts its racket on it to get it. The kid's got to run off just holding a moth. <laughs> ah, ah, But they get to keep the moth. <laughs> so it's good. Yeah, I guess so. That is one of the good things. <laughs> um, so, I mean, with all of this in mind, because when I was growing up, the best jobs in the world, when you were a kid, you, you could ever imagine, movie theater, tennis court, right, and, you know, I mean, being a ball kid was probably one of the coolest opportunities you could have as well. So do you, what do you reckon still? Um, well, you sort of look to other countries. Wimbledon, they do pay their ball kids. I know. Do you know what? They, they end up getting, I think, about 200 pounds a week. What? 400 yeah. bucks Australian dollars a week? No, I think it was 315 Australian. It equate, whatever it was, it equates to about 351 Australian dollars. Yeah. That's like you do that once, you could yeah. buy an Xbox. I know, right? And that's like $300 to like a 12-year-old is like big gang money. You that know is, what I mean? Like that, That's massive. Man, imagine the amount of bloody licorice straps you could get from the tuck shop there. 
It sounds like I'm a very old. Like I'm certainly <laughs> aged out of being a ball kid. Oh yeah, <laughs> licorice chips at the tuck shop. A couple of chocolate buds. <laughs> oh come on, mate. Bloody twelve-year-olds uh, are probably buying organs off the Silk Road or something. <laughs> <laughs> talking about licorice straps. <laughs> the canteen, you know, running with the hula hoops and the stick down the, down the street. I could almost restring my Yoho Diablo. The only other thing you can make money from is if you're a ball kid. And you know, sometimes like a ball will come really fast off the side of the racket and the ball kid will do like a really good catch. Oh, yeah. And the crowd cheers for them. And that video gets on the news. That's the, um, that's the only other way I reckon you become a viral sensation. Doing digis on that. But mm. then also people get mad at you, you know? Yes. They, they get really mad. You get yelled at. And actually, that's why in America, they have a similar system. So the US Open, they get paid as well. But they get paid the American minimum wage, right. uh, I believe. So they okay. get paid per hour, yeah, which is 15, about 15 Australian dollars an hour. Damn. So I don't know if they get tips, though. <laughs> yeah, imagine <laughs> imagine that you, the ball kid passes you a ball and it goes, um. <laughs> Novak Djokovic has to just like take out a $1 bill. <laughs> Anyways, good luck to all of the tennis players who are competing in Australian Open. Hope you're enjoying the games and good luck to all the ball kids out there doing us proud. Yeah, we're that legionnaire proud, kids. We're behind you, just like the flap. <laughs> well, Matt, every now and again... When I say every now and again, I would say every time you and I would visit the TP forest at Splendor of the Grass. <laughs> someone, someone will come up to either of us, particularly when we're not standing together, and call us by the wrong name. Yeah. Usually Alex is okay. me. They'll, yeah. say, they'll say, hey, Alex. And I'll say, say to me, hello, Matt O'Kine, you dirty, stinking crumb of a human. <laughs> Okay, they don't say that usually. Uh, you weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes when you correct them, they get embarrassed and say, oh, whoops, sorry. Sometimes they get indignant and say, no, yes, you are. <laughs> and I'll say, trust me, I'm not. Um, and they'll keep going and going. But um, you expect that from a, a creature that lurks amongst the strobe lights and parachute pants of a, of a late night bush doof. Exactly. I mean, when people are yearning that gurn, I mean, they barely know their name, let alone my <laughs> name. So I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not angry at them for no. not knowing who we are. Exactly. And being on radio, your faces aren't, you know, you aren't there anyway. It's just, it's just one of those things. Exactly. And I mean, they, like they were 50%, right? You know, they were close. They're on the right track. But I would not expect that same sort of lack of attention to detail from the world's biggest and most trusted search engines, Matthew. Well, this is apparently, you know, a company that knows where the bathrooms in your house are, like because it can track you your phone movements within your own house, knows exactly what you're doing, where you're going. This is it a company that has sent cars, bikes, people with backpacks, and 360-degree cameras across every road <laughs> in the world. And yet, Matt, when they're asked to provide a picture of Alex Dyson, <laughs> and I've uploaded many over the years. I've had many taken. 
they decide instead <laughs> of putting this chiseled mug in the little thumbnail that Matt O'Kine gets a double dip of the Google image cherry. <laughs> It's they're so good, aren't they? I mean, like, because this the whole like argument put forward about driverless cars is that they can make decisions. You know that their their judgments are infallible. The calculations they can make will will never fail them compared to human error. Yeah, you know? that's the thing. I mean, you might have seen Matt O'Kine post it the other day on his Instagram. You had a good old laugh at my expense there. But sort of, Bron, you found out about this because if you were on like usually a podcast app, it would show photos of the hosts and you're like, why are there two photos of Matt O'Kine here? <laughs> there was, yeah, two photos of Matt. And then when you type in Alex Dyson on Google, Matt's face popped up. <laughs> so is this what, is this how you found out? Yeah, I found out through, I was just, I, I needed your photo for something, Alex. I just typed in your name and then well, a photo of Matt that, came up. Probably that locket you got for Christmas. You needed, <laughs> needed one for one half of that, Bron, I would say. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know what happened here because a lot of people then pointed out that there's my both of my face on the actual podcast page within podcast players. You know the worst thing about this? I got what? the image here. Your photo, Matt O'Kine host, is a photo of you from a red carpet, Stan Australia, all right? You were yeah. there representing yourself and your TV show. Yeah. Alex Dyson host, it's a photo of your head in the background, though. I can see, oh, that's another red carpet. It looks like it says the Arias. You've, it looks like your shoulder's outstretched. It looks like you got your arm around someone. <laughs> you got your arm around me. <laughs> so I'm there. <laughs> At the time that this photo was taken. That is, this is the uh, rudest crop ever. They've cropped me out of my own Google headshot (laughs) for this guy. Unbelievable. And then if you actually go to your Wikipedia page, it's got a photo of us. One of our very first photos together, in fact. Uh, At Tropfest Australia 2013, we barely knew each other, just getting to know each other. But under the caption, right, you're on the left, I'm on the right. Yet the caption reads Dyson in brackets. Right, <laughs> referring to me with co-host Matt O'Connor at Travis Australia. So it's Google, it's Wikipedia, it's it's the podcast. It, it's players. the public. But I is how long has this been going on? Is this why when people rock up and say, "Oh, g'day, Matt O'Connor," <laughs> yeah. they think, "Oh, because Alex Dyson's the other one." <laughs> They've probably done that thing where they Google you just to be sure it's you, and then see. I have my, seen no, that. I people have come that. up and like, "Can I get a photo?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, sure." They open the. Open their, unlock their phone to get the camera as Google image search of Alex Dyson on it. They go, ooh, <laughs> quickly, quickly go on. So maybe that's it. Maybe that's why they think that you're me and I'm you. I don't know. But um, we did ask you the question, when has Google failed you? Uh, yeah, that's right. Jake got in touch with us on at matt.n.alex said, uh, for a school project in year six in front of the whole class, I Googled golden shower. <laughs> why? Well, you know why, Matt, because you bloody... Do it at everyone's house you go and visit, no, mate. No. Have a little golden shower there, mate. Okay, I'm assuming I'm assuming Jake meant sun shower. Oh, right. Like that a would be my only ima- yeah. like <laughs> my only thinking would be what he meant to do is try and figure out sun shower, and he said golden shower instead. Yep. Um, Aaron got stitched up when the Mexican restaurants Google opening hours were incorrect. Oh, man, oh. That happens all the time. Oh, it happened to me the other day. Every Christmas. And oh, I was with Christmas someone hours. and they go, I'm looking this up. They didn't go to Google. They went to that 
Cafe's Instagram because yes. they often post their Christmas opening hours and it doesn't get yes. through to Google because Google doesn't know what they're doing. No, that's it. Well, let us know when has Google failed you or even when have you been cropped? <laughs> Rudest crop. Hit us up at matt.n.alex. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. Well, as we found out last week, unlike... 7-Eleven at times. Matt and Alex's inbox is always open. And you are welcome to send us a bit of correspondence. Matt.and.alex. Bless you, Bron. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Wow, Bron. Are you allergic to us talking here, Bron? Sorry. Do you know what? I'm really glad that you did that, Bron, because it really ties into what we're about to talk about. (laughs) And that is gaffes. Gaffes. Mistakes, yeah. stuff ups, bloopers, if you will. I didn't realize my mic was on. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, it's always on, Bron. Um, uh, it's always open, much like our inbox. And we did get a message about a gaff, and not the West Coast Eagles player Andrew Gaff, uh, but more about something that relates to a recent performance you did, Matt O'Kine. Yes, that's right. Look, I was. Um, I'm going to stay the only star of Christmas Ransom, Stan's movie. Um, (laughs) sorry, Miranda Tapsell, we'll we'll get you next time. The principal star. All right, well, let's just put your and Miranda Tapsell's IMDb's up next to each other, shall we? Let's do a compare the pair. I talked about this on on the show earlier. You get ranked. You literally get ranked. When you're a cast in the movie. And if you got like one line, you're like number 46, you know, in the cast ranks. But when it gets to the single digits, it's spicy stuff. And yep. yes, I will admit that Miranda was one and I was two. Okay. <laughs> but as the saying goes, first is the worst, second is the best. Now. Chuck out the rest. Now, um, we, I thank you for sending, and for everyone who watched it as well, a lot of people. Did you get the Over numbers? The How'd it go? Holidays. Because they don't really do that. They show like avatars big at the box office, but they don't say what Christmas Ransom got on the streaming. Yeah, that's it. The streamers stand. all actually keep it pretty close to their chest. But um, I, and I can't say too much. I can't say too, I honestly can't say too much at all because I haven't been told anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, only, they only tell the people who are number one on the I'm sure sheet, Miranda knows the exact. <laughs> she probably got the full spreadsheet. I, I think you can assume from December 26, uh, as soon as Christmas is done. As soon as that first ball is bowled on the Boxing Day test. <laughs> the Christmas movies do not get a look in. No, that's right. But just you wait. Yep. Because in December's to come, all right? You know, yeah, mm-hmm. the rest of the year they don't do that well, but you average it out over 12 years and I think you'll find they do very well indeed. That's it. Yep. They become the uh, cult classic, potentially. That's it. Uh, Especially when people like listener Beck, uh, Beck Beck Sunshine, who got in touch with us. If if that many people are watching it as keenly as Beck did, then this will be in the books for a long time because Beck got in touch with me at matt.n.alex, said, uh, I watched Christmas Ransom over the break. Enjoy it. Fun, family-friendly movie. Thank you very much, Beck. Uh, But I couldn't help but notice this one inconsistency. 
Towards the start, when Matt is winding up the kangaroo music box for the kid, the camera keeps switching between two views. Matt's thumb position is different in each view. It keeps swapping between on top and on the side. Oh. <laughs> so I just can't believe that Beck has picked up my thumb moving between shots. So you're holding the box, and I guess when you're filming the movie, the camera has to film your stuff first, and you do the scene again, but from the other angle. But, yeah, your left thumb is on when the camera's looking at the kid, is on the back of the music box. But when it's looking at you, your thumb is on top of the oh music box. Oh, my God. Do you know what I and mean? And it's meant to be the same scene. So I don't know how you've got this magic thumb, Matt O'Kine, <laughs> Do you know? that keeps jumping around. Any time that these things happen when you're filming it, yeah. this is honestly what you say. You go, oh, well, if people are <laughs> noticing things like this, then we haven't made a good enough movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was that quite is... an ominous statement. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, can I actually explain what happened, right? Certainly. We have filmed that shot, mm. that scene, with two cameras at once, okay? So oh. technically my thumb was at the same time, both angles, all right? Yeah. But they take it to the editor that night and one of the file cards has been completely corrupted. <gasps> right? So... They have to, another day, we had to reset everything up, get the actor back in and everything, and refilm that exact same scene to match the other angle that we did. And unfortunately, I guess... So there was a file card in each camera. Yeah. But it got back to the editor and one of them broke. So you had to film it again to get the other angle. Yes, exactly. On another day, like days later. So, I mean, you'll probably notice if you're that keen, you'll probably notice that my hair's grown a little bit longer (laughs) in that. Let alone my thumb. (laughs) Okay. Oh, your hair went the other direction. Anyway. (laughs) Okay. Well, yes, I've got a little bit less of it. Sure. A few more follicles have fallen out. But why did did you film them both, two cameras again, the second take, and just use both of them from that take? Well, we didn't have time. It was a tight schedule. So we just set up the one camera and did it from the one angle, and that was it. We had to match. And I was just guessing where I put my thumb. So sorry, Beck Beck Sunshine, but I thought I did well. We tried to. It was a a technical er error. Yeah, that's it. But look, it wasn't. It's not one of the biggest gaffes that we've had in the film and TV world. All right. Uh, I'm going to uh, mention a couple, as mentioned by Esquire.com. Game of Thrones, uh, the Starbucks coffee cup that was spotted on the table in one of the scenes. That's ridiculous. I still don't recall watching the actual scene, but that is ridiculous. Yep. Uh, likewise, Game of Thrones, uh, one of the character, Stannis is all bashed up against a tree. You can see a computer charger. <laughs> Underneath his leg, a little laptop charger. <laughs> why have that even close to the shot? I don't know. It's like right under his leg. I don't know why he had to charge his tablet then. <laughs> and this is weird because this is The Simpsons, right? A gaff in animation. Yeah, exactly. In the episode of The Simpsons and Maggie makes three, right? There's a picture of Maggie on the wall in the living room as Marge tells Homer that she's pregnant with Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> So they've obviously just used the same stencil for the, you know, for the, the lounge room or whatever. Yeah. And there's Maggie. So I uh, love to see other people who have made little gaffes as well. I remember a couple because I used to like thinking of these ones. And I think in um, Gladiator, one of the chariots, you know, gets tipped over and they see a petrol tank on the bottom of it because they were using it <laughs> to drive it around. And I think in Braveheart, like, a, like they're shooting a scene and, you know, 
ancient Scotland or medieval Scotland and there's a plane flying overhead <laughs> like in the background. Like, I've also seen, like I've also heard if you pause some of like the groups charging, people are like looking into the camera and pulling faces and stuff because it's all just like extras being like, yeah. hey, what's up? <laughs> so there you go. Look, mistakes happen, but thank you very much for picking them out. Beck, we really appreciate it. And more importantly, I appreciate you checking out Christmas Ransom. It's going to be on stand all year. So, you know, if you feel like getting into the Christmas spirit, January, February, March, whenever. July. Whenever you need, Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Well, would you look at the time? That's the end of another big episode of All Day Breakfast. Thank you very much for joining us. And please, if you want to message us about anything you heard in the show today, matt.and.alex on Instagram or hit us up on mattandalex.com.au. Bye-bye. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex. 